0: Welcome to the Spirit Restored Podcast. This is where the curiosities of spiritualism meet the belief systems of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This podcast is only for those with an open mind. Join Ken Adams on his quest to find higher planes of spiritual experience. Happy Sunday and welcome to the Spirit Restored Podcast. This is Ken Adams. and. Today I wanted to tell you about an interesting topic that just sparked my mind at church last week and it's dealing on the topic of testimony. Before I get to that, uh, I'll tell you a funny story because I you know me, I like to tell stories. So, it's hunting season and uh I have a tag to get a buck around my town. And I wasn't very well prepared to be honest. I, I really didn't think about hunting season until it was halfway through the week and then thought, oh yeah, I have a tag. So not really well prepared. Uh, I'm, I'm a beginning hunter. I don't really know much about how to do it or where to do it or how to look or any of that kind of stuff. So I just decided, I was like, okay. Um, it was actually yesterday morning. I was like, you know what? I'll put on an orange hoodie grab my gun, grab my tag, and I'll go out in my truck and start looking for some bucks. So I get in my truck, I'm driving around, I'm looking around, and first of all, I don't have the best eyesight, so it's a little tough for me to see if it's a doe or a buck without binoculars. So I take my time, and I'm looking around, and I'm just seeing a bunch of does and does and does and does. And uh, then it gets to be like 11 o'clock, so I've been out like four hours since, since the sun came up. And I went home and I thought, you know what, I don't know if there's any bucks out there. I'm just going to get the kids and put them in the truck and we'll have a fun time. So I always love to explore. And my wife, Mailette, she's actually really helpful when she comes along because she has excellent eyesight and uh, she's, you know, she also loves adventures and sometimes I call her. Dora the Explorer, because she does sometimes, she likes holding, wearing a backpack. She likes having adventures. She loves using maps and she loves getting good boots. So, and actually when I was a missionary, I have this like hilarious story about Dora the Explorer and, um, it goes like this. So there, there were these missionaries that were in my district in this, in a city. And they were teaching this guy who actually was from Canada that was living in Ukraine. And this guy from Canada, he uh, was learning about the church and he just wasn't quite convinced about it. He didn't really believe that the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was true or the Mormon Church. Some of you might know it as that. And what's typical with missionaries is they say, well, you, it, it's not for us to tell you that it's true or not. It's for you to find out from God. It's for you to go to God and figure it out. So he's... You know, been told you this is how you find out. You pray, you ask God with real intent, you you really put your heart into it, and God's gonna reveal truth to you. And when that truth is revealed, you're gonna know immediately that it is true. And actually it was um Elder File, I believe was his name. He's a missionary. He and I were really close on our mission. Great missionary, good guy. Now he's living in Iowa, I think. Maybe he's not, maybe somewhere else. But he's a lawyer. He's doing well, he's got a good family. And so they some time had passed by and all of a sudden this guy comes back to them and he's like okay i think i'm ready to learn more and i really do believe that the church of jesus christ of Latter-day saints is a true church and that what you're talking about resonates with me and it's it's really fascinating how people gain their testimonies you know i, I remember being a kid and hearing this thing all the time that your testimony is so important your testimony is so important and you get your testimony when you bear your testimony and being a kid i would get up and i would go every single sac- like every single fast sunday sacrament meeting i would bear my testimony which for those of you that aren't familiar with church meetings in the church of jesus christ of latter day saints every uh first sunday of the month is a fast and testimony meeting what that means is that the members, all the members in the ward, are fasting for a certain cause. Yeah, and and that cause could be communal. It could be the whole group is fasting for the same thing. It could be very individual. And usually in those weeks, uh, it's supposed to be a good time for someone who's not familiar with the church to hear from the everyday member to say what they like about the church. Um, Over time, it's kind of more from just saying very simple things about what they believe is true about the church to people sharing their life stories or instances, (laughs) you know? So if you, if you go to those, just know that on a sec, you know, it could be that first Sunday of the month, you could hear a lot of interesting stories. Maybe you'll like it. Um, There's less testimony bearing than there is uh, experience sharing. Hopefully someday that'll change. And I remember being a kid and just wishing my testimony was stronger, you know, like I just wish I knew what I knew so with such conviction and that I had to know it and I had to know the church was true and I had to know the Book of Mormon was true and I had to know that God existed and all these things. And then I, because of that knowledge, I'd be more obedient. And I, so what I would do to get that knowledge though is I would try to be more obedient so I could gain a testimony. But that didn't work so well. And how many times have you heard in the church that you need to strengthen your testimony, right? Like that phrase, strengthen your testimony, yeah? And I was just in church, like I was saying at the beginning of this, and people were saying this, and it really didn't sit well with me. And if, if you know me, I can't keep my mouth shut in this, those circumstances. So in in this topic, right, have you ever felt like you would be more obedient if your testimony was stronger? Or have you ever not felt like bearing your testimony but feeling guilty because you think you need to bear your testimony to get a testimony? Or have you ever thought that you had to have a testimony and something that you could fit in, even so that you could fit in even though you didn't, so you lied about what you believed just so you could fit in? Has that ever happened to you? I mean, I'm sure this happens. So when I say testimony in the LDS, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it's a testimony about God Jesus Christ, Joseph Smith being a prophet, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints being true, the Book of Mormon being true, the church being true. So these this is like basically the shared beliefs, the shared belief system of the Mormon Church of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So for those of you that aren't familiar, that's what it is when I say testimony. When and and this can relate to outside something, right? Have you have you ever felt pressured to have to believe in a certain way even though you didn't believe it but you lied about what you believe so that you could fit in yeah this happens in all aspects work or uh could be like a networking group you're in or whatever it is yeah think about that as as we talk about this topic today so first question though is what is a testimony in a christian sense in a biblical term right in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they define it like this. A testimony is a spiritual witness given by the Holy Ghost. So it's something that only comes from God. A testimony is a spiritual witness given by the Holy Ghost coming from God. So here's, here's another thing to think about. Testimony is another word for when you know, when you know and God knows that he communicated with you. And showed you that he exists, or imparted his wisdom. So when when you know that God knows that he knows that he communicated with you, and you know that that communication happened, yeah. So that's and and it's about his wisdom of a truth, and you receive that. So that's that's a really simple way to put it, yeah. So in so what's really when I say I I'm gonna say this right? I I'm saying in this podcast. Stop strengthening your testimony. Yeah? Now, this might trigger some people. I understand that. Because you've heard this all your life. And you really feel like it's the best thing to do is to strengthen your testimony. I get it. I'm saying here that that is actually a limited way of thinking and might not get you what you actually want. Now, is a testimony important? I believe a testimony is very important. Because it is knowledge that comes from God. It's a witness that comes from God. It's direct communication of truth from God. So a testimony is very important. All I'm saying is don't strengthen it. So let me explain. What's the big deal, right? So strengthening a testimony is futile because it's not your thing to strengthen. It's a gift from God as evidence of truth. Like I said, it is a witness from the Holy Ghost from God. That is the definition in LDS lore. It also matches up in the Bible. If you read in the New Testament, it talks about that. And so it's not yours. It's not something that you take. I mean, it's something you receive, but it's not something you strengthen, if that makes sense. It comes from God. Yeah, because a testimony, it actually isn't real. Now, that might trigger you for a second, but hear me out because this is... This is more about perception than it is that it, that a testimony is not important. because a testimony is not an object. It's not a tangible thing. You can't actually hold it like if if someone said, can you bear like imagine missionaries are saying, bear your testimony, right? And someone pulls out a bright, shiny testimony that's physical and hands it to someone else, right? It kind of reminds me of uh, the movie Hook. And in the book beginning of the movie Hook, uh, Peter Pan and Wendy—they're—they're they're in a play, and they're talking about sharing a kiss, and in their understanding, a kiss was this little thing that's used for sewing. I—I I don't know what, like a thimble or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it's called. And they give each other this thimble, right? So it's like a physical thing that kind of represents a kiss, whereas a kiss is a moment, right? It's not an actual object. The so testimony is like that. It's, it's not something you can hold in your hands. It's not something you can put in your pocket, right? It is actually what it is. It's, it's, it's an action that happens when God reveals communication to you. And it's something that you remember. So even the remembering is an action. It's an act of remembering how God communicates with you and what he has communicated with you. Yeah, so it's not ours to strengthen. We can remember yeah, it's not ours to strengthen. It is a witness that comes from a higher power. It's like telling the Holy Ghost to start working out so it can give us a stronger testimony, right? That just doesn't work. So the it's it's something that God gives to you and it's something you receive. It's not something you strengthen. It's not something you you know, nourish necessarily. So I'm going to get to that. It, I'm going to show you, I'm going to talk about a higher way of viewing this because it's all going to make sense in a bit. So since the testimony is a gift from God, it's not ours to strengthen. It is only ours to invite and receive. And in the book of John, in the New Testament, chapter 3, verse 31, says, he that cometh from above is above all. And and actually, let me give you a little preface to the scripture. This is John the Baptist saying this about Jesus Christ before Jesus Christ is baptized. And John the Baptist says this, he that cometh from above is above all. He that is of earth is earthly, and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. And what he hath seen and heard, that he testifieth. And no man receiveth his testimony. He that hath received his testimony hath set to his seal that God is true. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. He's basically saying that uh, heavenly things are revealed by heavenly beings, or are revealed through heavenly beings, yeah, through the, the words of God, through the deities, yeah, so Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, they're the ones that testify of truth, and if you're taking the word from man, it's not as strong as it is from God, and so that's, that's an important concept when you're thinking about strengthening a testimony, right, you don't actually strengthen, it. it's a gift from God, Okay, so a little bit more about that, yeah? So this is a little more on how focusing on strengthening a testimony could be a problem, yeah? So the question should be asked, who is telling you what you have to believe in order to have a testimony? So organizations telling their people that they have to believe something so that they have access to religious rites, practices, and ceremonies is a classic cult-like practice. Like, it, it just is. That's, that's what cults do in a lot of situations. I don't believe that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is a cult. I don't think so. I think this is more cultural because sometimes we tell people they have to believe a certain way in order to be part of the group. They They can't believe differently and be with certain people. And I think this happens more culturally And I haven't seen it to happen very much doctrinally based on the the beliefs. Now there are the questions in a temple interview question to get into an LDS temple. It does ask you if you believe that president Nelson is a prophet, if Joseph Smith was a prophet, if God is our father, if Jesus Christ is the son. Yeah. So there is a little bit of that. And if someone answers differently, they might not be allowed to go to a temple. So In the processes of the church, that's even there. I really think that interview processes can change at some point. Or maybe they don't have to. They can be exactly what they are. It doesn't really matter to me. What matters is truth to me. So, you know, even though I think the intention is love in the church, I think it causes some harm. More harm than good. Because it doesn't allow the space to do what you actually need to do in order to receive a testimony. Because if someone says, okay, well, I can't, like, like the example I gave at the beginning of the podcast, if I can't truly embrace how I feel in front of people, because they will exclude me, they will push me aside, which by the way, a lot of times that's totally an imaginary thought. Most people are playing this in their minds and they're saying, people are going to exclude me if they really knew what I believed or what I thought. Usually it's not true. Usually people are very accepting. In the lds church and they're not gonna guilt you in, into believing differently how has it happened in the lds church before yeah definitely like people have judged people for believing differently yeah that happens everywhere in all walks of life so so i think that one of the important things you can look at right is like what really should you have a testimony about right because in This is where it It becomes challenging for people um, that might be considering leaving the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or it might be people considering joining the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There are some beliefs that are not typical Christian beliefs that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints holds. Things like needing to know that a church is true, which first of all, in the New Testament, there's nothing that Jesus Christ talks about having a church be true there. There's no vernacular that I know of that pushes that. So in traditional Christianity, yeah, there are churches in traditional Christianity, but the, the language, the linguistics in the scriptures don't directly say that you have to know a church is true. The other thing is that you have to know that a prophet is a prophet. Um, there's some of that implied in the new Testament where Jesus Christ talks about Moses, Abraham, himself, John the Baptist, right? There's some of that implied, uh, though it's not like a hyper focus of Jesus Christ saying, like, you have to know that this, that John the Baptist was a prophet, or else you can't know that I'm Jesus Christ. He doesn't, he doesn't push that. That's not really something he pushes. So these are some things that are a little bit different in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They don't really follow Christianity in some ways. So these are uh, beliefs that are shared commonly by members of the Church of Jesus Christ of latter-day saints. They're slightly different from normal Christians, is all I'm saying. So here's, here's a good question though. if not having a te- you know if, if, it doesn't, if I shouldn't just have a testimony in what someone tells me I should have a testimony in, what should my testimony be about? And the way that I'll answer this is, I think the only answer is divine truth. Yeah. Truth is the only thing that matters to have a testimony, right? Because who cares if you have a testimony, if what you have a testimony in is false? Yeah. Think about it. Uh, You might be like, well, I would never have a testimony in something that's false. Well, you might. And you could, you definitely could have a testimony in something that's false. It, It happened all the time in the scriptures, people being deceived into believing something that's not true. And there's a lot of deception out there there's totally a ton now the thing is that divine truth comes from god and if you go directly to god you can get divine truth so as a christian right the beliefs and the truths that jesus christ witnessed of in the new testament are one god is the father two jesus christ is the son of god and three the way to return to god is through jesus christ And I would add that some other truths are basically saying, you know, love your neighbor and love yourself. You know, those are some other truths that are in there. Everything else that Jesus Christ talks about, I think, can be housed in there. Yeah. If you're going outside of Christianity into other religions, you're really thinking divine truth, you know, that's that is the highest level of what a testimony is, right? You go to God to find truth, and that's the only source of absolute truth yeah absolute truth and so go to god to find truth that's where a testimony should start without truth there is no testimony okay so here's something to highlight the christian beliefs right and this is actually in the book of mormon which is in a book is the mormon church's scripture yeah and it highlights this and it says in third nephi chapter 11 verse 32 And this is my doctrine, and it is the doctrine which the Father hath given unto me, and I bear record of the Father, and the Father beareth record of me, and the Holy Ghost beareth record of the Father and me. So first of all, you notice how this idea of bearing record, yeah? They all witness of each other. And this is also, this kind of language is in the New Testament as well, where the Father testifies of the Son, and the Son testifies of the Father, and the Holy Ghost testifies of the Father and the Son. Notice how the Father and the Son don't testify of the Holy Ghost, or maybe they do. I don't know. He at least talks about it, right? So uh, maybe a topic for another podcast. And Jesus Christ is saying that the witness of God needs to come from God. The witness of Christ needs to come from God. The witness of from the Holy Ghost. When you get something from the Holy Ghost, it comes from God. Now the question That has a lot of deception, I think, in our society. Someone could ask, how do you know when something comes from the Holy Ghost or from a different source? Because um, you could hypothetically get something that feels very convincing in a spiritual way that might not be from God. Now, the Holy Ghost, it's very important, I think, to understand when something comes from the Holy Ghost. And I'll I'll talk about that as we get into this podcast. So continuing on with the scripture, 3rd Nephi chapter 11, 32. And he says that the Father commandeth all men everywhere to repent and believe in me. And whoso believeth in me and is baptized, the same shall be saved. And they are they who shall inherit the kingdom of God. So it's these beliefs. God is the Father, Jesus Christ is the Son. The way to return to God is through Jesus Christ. In John chapter 5, verse 36. Jesus says, but I have greater witness than that of John. And he's talking about John the Baptist. For the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. And the Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. So Heavenly Father is bearing a witness of Jesus Christ. Now, this is extremely important. Truth comes from God. Absolute truth comes from God from in, in a Christian way, right? Divine truth comes from the divine. Yeah. And there are some shared beliefs in Christianity that, that, that Jesus Christ says, right? And if you believe in Jesus Christ, then those are very important truths. So I would say that the first question, if you're a Christian, if you're a church, member of the church of Jesus Christ, Latter saints and, or you're someone deciding if you want to be Christian or or a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, of latter day saints the first question you got to ask is, is, does God exist? Is God my Father? Does God listen to me? Does he care about what I say? Because when it comes to, you know, we've talked about, I said don't strengthen your testimony because it's a gift. You don't strengthen something that, some, that the divine gives to you. You receive it is what you do, and you remember the gift. Now, think of it this way. Instead of strengthening your testimony, which is futile, work on strengthening your relationship with God. And now strengthening your relationship with God means relating with God while fulfilling and in, and intending to act. A relationship actually doesn't exist either, right? It's not something you can pull out of your pocket and give to, give to someone. It's supposed to be an action of relating, right? So this idea of strengthening your testimony, really what should be said instead, linguistically, I'm being a little nitpicky here, but I do think it makes a difference in people's minds, is when someone says, strengthen your testimony, you should automatically say to yourself, strengthen how I relate with God. Strengthen my relationship with God and how I relate with him. Strengthen how I communicate with God. Strengthen how I listen to God. Strengthen my trust in God. Strengthen how I trust in God. Yeah, this is, is going to help you receive a testimony. Because when you have a really strong relationship with God, he'll constantly be witnessing to you a testimony. He will be witnessing truth to you, divine truth, through that relationship that you have with him. And I would recommend going directly to God for that. those questions. In Matthew 7, chapter 7, verse 7, it says, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom if he ask his son bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? So it's this idea of, why don't you ask? Why don't you believe that God will give? To you what you're seeking why not fully believe that god wants a relationship with you why not work on that relationship why not build that kind of trust because this scripture asking you shall receive that is the most used scripture in the new testament that scripture comes up the most of any other type of scripture so do that right ask and you shall receive work on having that actual real connection real relationship with heavenly father and we've spoken about prayer in previous topics so if you want to uh, listen on how to improve the way you ask i would go back and listen to quantum prayer and quantum manifesting i think those are great podcast episodes to help you understand the principle of asking another thing aspect about having a relationship i believe that we are to have an intimate relationship with god and jesus christ That it's so intimate that we become their friends. Why do I say this? Because in the New Testament, Jesus tells us. In John chapter 15 verse 14, he tells his disciples, you're my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. And 15 says, henceforth, I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I've made known unto you. Think of it that way, that relationship between you and God, being a friend yeah and jesus just says i know you're a friend because you do what i tell you to do yeah i mean don't you when you have friends don't you follow their advice i mean it's pretty simple now i'm not going to say that you have to force yourself to be perfectly obedient so you can be a friend of jesus christ i would first start with do you love jesus christ start there yeah and as your love for jesus christ builds it will be easier for you to do what he says because it makes sense yeah, we don't really do things wholeheartedly until it makes sense to us why we're doing it. So first cultivate that love. See if if you don't know if Jesus Christ exists, find that divine truth first. Yeah, find out if he exists, find out if God exists. And then after that, develop love with them in a true relationship with them. And after there's a relationship of trust and love and you relate with them well, then it becomes very easy to do what they say because you trust them. Think about any relationship that exists in earth, right? Does a dog trust their owner if the owner doesn't reward them for doing what they say? No. Does a child trust a parent if the parent is mean all the time and never gives them what they want? No. The child loses trust in a parent. So the first thing you got to do is build that relationship with trust and love with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ so that then you can become friends. Once you're friends, it's really easy to do what they say. So I would think of it that way, rather than being like, well, I don't know if I love God or Jesus Christ, so I'm just going to like really struggle to do what they say because part of me doesn't want to do what they want to say and the other part of me does. Well, all of you is going to want to do what Jesus Christ says when you love him fully and you have a trusting relationship with him. So I want to revisit... Uh, Moroni's promise. So Moroni's promise, for those of you that are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, these are the scriptures that missionaries read with everyone that they come across with that gets a Book of Mormon, basically telling them how to find out truth. And I think it's pretty solid advice, regardless of what uh, religion you belong to or what upbringing you have. Maybe if you're not Christian, you might be like, well, it's about Christ. So I understand that. Any Christian, I think this is great advice. And it says in chapter 10, verse 4, and when you shall receive these things. So when it says these things, it's talking about the doctrine, the teachings about Christianity, about Jesus Christ. He says, I would exhort you. So exhort you is like, "I I would highly recommend that you would ask God the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true. So very careful, pay very careful attention there. You're asking if it's not true. You ask if it's not true. Now, why does this work? Because there needs to be evidence. If you are uh, in a court of law, for example, the case that comes in a court of law, they have to prove without a reasonable doubt that a crime has happened. And so you have to prove that the null hypothesis essentially is what this is. You have to prove that it it is not true in order to prove, you have to prove whether or not it was not true in order to prove that it is true. So in the Book of Mormon, this also is very powerful in the mind to figure out if something is true or not, is to first ask if it's not true. And if you shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, okay, so pay attention to this language, right? Sincere heart, that means that you, you really want to know. You're 100% wanting to know the truth that God could give to you, right? With real intent. Real intent means I'll change my life based on this truth. Once I know this truth, I'll live by it, yeah? Having faith in Jesus Christ. Now, this is the concept of that Jesus Christ will help you have this truth and reveal it to you and that Jesus Christ can make all things possible. Then it says, He will manifest the truth of it unto you. So Jesus Christ will bring that truth to you by the power of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus Christ gives you truth through the Holy Ghost. So all the truth comes from Christ. You ask the Father, truth comes through Christ, and it's delivered by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So, and you got to do it with real intent and sincere heart. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, you may know the truth of all things. So basically it's saying through the Holy Ghost, when it comes to you, you can know the truth about everything that you want to know. So when we were talking before about, you know, there's a few truths in Christianity that are kind of standard that, that God is our father, supreme being Jesus Christ is the son. And we can only return back to heavenly father. We can only go back to heaven through Jesus Christ. Right. Well, um, this says all things, truth of all things. There are many things that are true that we can find out from God. Our testimonies also do not need to be limited to only a few things. We can have a testimony about a lot of things. We can have many things testified to us. Now the question is, going back to what I asked, how do you know that when you get a testimony that it was from God, How do you know that what you found out was true was from God or if it were from another source? So, here's the answer. And whatsoever thing is good is just and true. Wherefore, nothing that is good denieth the Christ, but acknowledgeth that he is. So, it's just and true. It's good and acknowledges that Christ lives. Yeah, that's a criteria right there. And that makes it easier to filter things. If you don't want to book a Mormon example, there is a scripture, I believe in Galatians 5, and it talks about how the fruits of the Spirit are patience, love, brotherly kindliness, long-suffering, all of these different attributes. That's another good qualifier for you to know whether or not something is true. I think this is a good definition. For me as a Christian, I'm like, yeah, well, it talks about Jesus Christ. Well, I know there's many people that struggle with their belief in Jesus Christ, right? So how do they know that it is, how do they get a testimony about Jesus Christ when they say, well, I'm not sure if Jesus Christ is Christ, yeah? Well, going back to what I said before, believe in truth first, believe in truth. And then when you know truth, it might be revealed to you that Jesus Christ is the Christ, the Savior of the world. It might be something different for a time. I have no idea what's going to come to you. But the most important thing is know Learn to know when something is true. And to me, a really powerful thing about whether or not something's true is that I will not feel conflicted about it in any way, shape, or form. When I find truth, there's no more conflict inside of me. I feel peace. Yeah. So uh, the next verse in verse 7, and you may know that he is. He is describing Jesus Christ. By the power of the Holy Ghost, wherefore I would exhort you, exhort is like highly recommend, that ye deny not the power of God, for he worketh by power according to the faith of the children of men, the same today, tomorrow, and forever. So as you go in this quest to find truth, to build a testimony, to have a real testimony, right? Which a testimony, you can't build a testimony. See, it's in my language, right? You can't build a testimony. Find truth, receive a testimony. Yeah, have a testimony. The way to do it is to have faith in the power of God. Believe, first, Just let yourself, if you were to believe that God was powerful, if you were to believe that he did exist, let yourself ask in that space to find out for a moment. So suspend disbelief just for a moment and let yourself believe in his power to answer you. Try it. See what happens. I'd love to hear from some of you that are seeking truth in things. Now, there's truth in many concepts, right? It's not just some of you are like, well, yeah, I know God lives. I know Jesus Christ lives. I know." All of these things, like those are tes- testimonies that I've received in my life. Um, find it for something else. Find something else that's true, yeah? Find something else. And I promise you, it's gonna come to you as you seek with this idea of building a friendship and a relationship with Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father because it's not about the testimony. It's about the relationship. It's about how well you relate with a divine speaker because in order to relate, Really, all God is doing is not only testifying of his own divinity, he's also testifying of your divinity. And when you know that you're divine, then it's a lot easier to make great choices. It's a lot easier to have a great life. It's a lot easier to be healed through Jesus Christ because he provides that to you because you're friends, right? Wouldn't a friend do that for you? Something that I'm going to add here now is that there can be a misconception between talking about consciousness and having a testimony. Basically that is the same thing. If you're talking to a spiritual community or if you're talking to someone LDS, we're saying the same thing. A testimony is actually becoming conscious of your own divine nature. It's becoming conscious of truth. It's becoming conscious of everything that you were unconscious of before. And so when you're, When you are receiving testimony from God constantly, you are actually becoming more conscious. And this is why in a previous episode, I said that consciousness is the core to being a Latter-day Saint. So, you know, in church, when they said you have to strengthen your testimony, I raised my hand and I basically said a lot of what I just talked about here. I said, I don't really love the word testimony for the way that you're using it. I think that... The way you're using it right now, instead of strengthening testimony, strengthen a relationship. And afterward, the teacher came up and like there was a lot of shock and surprise on their faces when I said, I don't like the word testimony, if if you can imagine. Right. But I usually say what's on my mind in church because I think it's more helpful to say what's on your mind than to keep it to you. And he came up to me and he said, I, I'd never thought of it that way. And he's like, but that really helps me understand how to actually do this. And I hope that that has a similar effect for you is that it's not about saying testimony isn't important. I believe testimony is important. It's just understanding that testimony comes from God only, and it's not yours to strengthen. What you can strengthen though is your ability to relate to a divine person, which is God or Jesus Christ. And, you know, I, I think about that time when I was a youth, I just wish that my testimony was stronger and I tried to be more obedient so I could receive more testimony of the strength. Well, my testimony didn't grow that way. It grew because I actually said, I have no control over my behavior. <laughs> like it sounds really crazy. Right. And I said, what do you think? Heavenly father, what do you think Jesus Christ? Could you, could you do this for me? Could you, change, could you help me desire something else? And then immediately I had a witness from the Holy Ghost. I felt like all my desires in my body be removed from what I was desiring before into something new. And that was a really powerful experience. I wonder if any of you have had those kind of spiritual experiences where you felt immediately healed by Jesus Christ. That was a huge witness to me. And as a kid, you know, I... I've always been a kid that's been, you know, loving God and never really questioned his existence. And as a kid, getting up and bearing testimony, maybe I did grow a testimony through there. I did end up stopping doing that because I felt, you know, like I didn't want people to think of me as the weird person that always gets up and taking time from other people. And when other people, you know, it's funny, the spirit kicks them out of their seat and they have to go up and talk and they tell these stories or whatever it is, right? Um, I, I'm not as much like that anymore. I do like to hear other people's testimonies. And last time I got up and bore testimony, I basically said like, I don't know too much anymore. I just know that God lives and Jesus Christ loves us. And you know, that's, that's, those are the things I know that Book of Worms an inspired book. Um, that's all I know. And then someone came up to me after church was like, wow, your testimony was really good because I feel like the longer I'm in the church the less I know, and the more I know of the simple truths, which are that God does live and that Jesus Christ is our Savior, which I think are the most important. So this this guy that was with the missionaries, yeah, and they were asking him, they were teaching him how to build a testimony, build, once again, that came up, how to receive a testimony, yeah, and he went to his house after the conversation with the missionaries. And he was telling them, he said, when I went home, I turned on the TV and Dora the Explorer was playing. And Dora the Explorer was yelling, it's true, it's true, it's true. And he said, I knew right then that that what you're telling me is true. And this guy was baptized like three weeks later. Literally like the most ridiculous testimony story or experience I've ever heard. I like, me knowing me as a missionary, I'm like, okay, like, um, did you get your testimony from God or was that from Dora the Explorer? You know, I probably would have had that question, but I don't know. Maybe that was a message from God to him because all it needs to be communicated is that he knows and God knows that it was from God, right? So hunting season, you know, I, I'm so glad I got my wife to come with me. We did not find a buck. We drove everywhere. It was all does, and, but we had a blast as a family. You know, and I think sometimes uh, searching for truth is is kind of like that. You think you're searching for one thing, but you might find out a different thing that's even more important, which for me, you know, it's like we're searching for a buck. But what we found more that was true was the value of family time and doing things together and having adventure together and that that was more important than me finding the buck at that moment. Sometimes the most important truths are hidden because we're not focused on them at the time. So you can start to consider what else is true out there that would benefit my life. What else is true out there that would bring more goodness in my life that would bring me closer to God. Thank you for listening today. And uh, I've spoken about donations previously. Yeah. Um, Feel free to donate. I'm setting it up on the, On a website that I'll link to the bio in the description. If you want to donate, I'd be very happy. You don't have to. I'm not. I haven't planned on monetizing this podcast. The only reason donations would be helpful is to start making these stories come to life in video form. Because um, as you might notice, I'm bringing on more guests, and I would like to record the conversations for people to interact with. So. If you're feeling generous, you want to donate, do it. It will go to a good cause. We're going to make this into video. I appreciate you guys, and we will talk next week. Ken loves to get feedback from his audience. Send him a private message or write a review so that he can discuss topics that are most relevant to your spiritual experience. Thank you for listening today and remember to join next week.